Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you this morning. Thank you for the victory. Thank you for the success. Thank you for giving us the upper hand over our accusers, over our enemies, over every plot of the devil, all those who are waiting for our shame, all those who are waiting for our disgrace. They are going to miss their expectations in the name of Jesus. We decree victory over every expectation of our enemies. Thank you for giving us the upper hand. Thank you for giving us the victory. Thank you for laying a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thank you for causing all our enemies to know that we serve a living God. Blessed be your name forever. Blessed be your name forever. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We magnify your name. Thank you for your presence in the midst of your people. Thank you for the blessing. We know we are not living this place the same. We are living with supernatural encounters. We are living with blessing from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' holy name, we have worship. Amen. Give a big, 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 big clap of one to the Lord. Hallelujah. Help me welcome the person next to you. I'm happy to see you this morning. And tell the person, I believe your life will never be the same. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is giving you the victory. Tell the person, your Lord is giving you the victory. Your God is giving you the victory. Tell the person, that you will never fail. Tell the person, you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, the month of October is also declared our month of eternity consciousness part two. So it's not a month of any, but it's the same month, but part two, because we are teaching something different from what we learned last month. Some few scriptures I want us to read from the book of Second Corinthians, chapter number five, the verse ten, Revelation twenty-two, twelve, and Matthew six, nineteen to twenty-one. Please fast for me. Second Corinthians five, ten. Now, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Tell the person that you shall be rewarded according to your works. Revelation twenty-two twelve. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. Can we all read it together? I want to go. Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Matthew six nineteen through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Nothing precious to you will ever be stolen by the enemy. In the name of Jesus. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also. Many of us, only God knows where your heart is. I'm sharing with us a message of entitled this morning, Bima. Or sometimes it's B E M A. Bima. 
Bima. Everybody say Bima. Bima. And I took this scripture from the first Corinthians chapter number 5, the verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat. The word judgment seat from the Greek word is what you called Bima. B-E-M-A. So it's a Greek word for judgment. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So I'm talking about today what we call judgment. But I don't want to scare you. That's why I use the, the Greek word, Bima. <laughs> Alright. Let me do just a few, uh, one or two additions here. I think about, is it three weeks ago, I, I, when I preached about the rapture, I went ahead. So I made certain statements that I must really bring your attention to. The, the rapture which Thessalonians, Paul spoke about in Thessalonians, that Christ is going to appear in the air and we shall be caught up and all that. The rapture or the second coming of Christ is going to be in two stages. So the coming of Jesus Christ will be in how many stages? Two. Now the first one which is what all of us are waiting for, which is called the rapto or, or the rapture, it, it will come as a thief comes in the night. So when that rapture happens, nobody will see it except those who are Christians or those who are saved, whose eyes shall be open. So the first rapture or the first coming of Jesus Christ, which is in two stages, which is the rapture, the way it's going to happen is that only those who are saved will see and we shall be caught up. The dead in Christ will see it first. Those who are dead will. Then those of us who are alive will also be caught up to meet with him in the air. The Bible said that day two people will be lying on bed and one person will be taken and another person will be left. Say, ah, where's my wife? Where's my husband? Where's my child? Nobody will see it except those who are Christians. So that is the first stage. Thank you very much. Now, after that rapture that nobody sees, we are going to be with the Lord for seven years where the, the Antichrist will manifest for seven years. Now, after the seven years, Jesus is going to appear the second time. That is where we are going to fight what we call the war of Armageddon. And this time, when he's coming, he's not coming alone. The Bible says he's coming with the cloud. And that cloud there talks about us. So that time, after the seven years, all of us will be coming with Jesus to fight the war of Armageddon. And that war will last for only one day. So you are going to fight. You are not going to lift up a sword, but we are all, we are all going to follow Christ. We are all going to come to fight the war of Armageddon. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's going to be interesting. And with that, the, the second manifestation is what everybody will do what? That one, everybody on this earth, whether you are a Christian, whether you are a sinner, whatever, everybody will see him. And they will see us too. So please get this uh, understanding very well. So that when you are talking about the rapture, you know exactly what the scripture says. Now, after the rapture and we appear before the Lord, the Bible says it's going to be what we call Bema or Bema or whatever. All of us who appear before the Lord and we are going to be awarded or rewarded according to our works. And please, it is not a judgment for of condemnation, but it's a judgment for believers, not the judgment for unbelievers. It's a judgment. So there are two judgments. There is a judgment of the believer and there is a judgment of the unrighteous or the sinners. We who are already condemned. The judgment for what? 
believers and the judgment for unbelievers. But what, with us, the judgment we're going to go through is not a judgment of condemnation, it's a judgment of awards or rewards. So God, you are not going to, God is not going to judge you to go to hell. No, 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 because you're already saved. But God is going to judge you according to your works so that he can reward you. I pray that you shall be rewarded in heaven. So there are two, so we are talking about the judgment of believers. That's what we call Bima. Hallelujah. So our walk with the Lord is like running a race. You are just running a race and by the end of the day, after running the race, if you did run well, you shall be rewarded. And Revelation 22 verse 12. Let me read that scripture once again. He said, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to everyone according to what he has what done. So we are going to be rewarded. And the moment you give your life to Christ, you join the race. As soon as you give your life, you join the race of working for God or, or running the race of the Christian work so that by the end of the day, when you run well, God can reward you according to the way you run. So all of us are running what? The race. Tell the person, you are running a race in your work with God. Tell the person, run very well so that you can be rewarded. Hmm. Yeah. There are some people that when you see them running certain race, you can see that they will never go anywhere. There are some also when they are running, they, they want to find shortcuts. But you run where to receive your reward in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, it is according to our works that God is going to reward us. And Matthew said, whatever you are doing for God is like you are keeping up treasures in heaven. As you work for God, as you give yourself to God and serve him, you are storing up treasures in heaven. That is a Matthew 19, I mean 6, 19 through 21. And you store up treasures that will last, unlike the material treasures that we acquire on this earth. Many of us, uh, you see, it's, it's not like the dresses you acquire on this earth, your, I mean your shoes, a house, whatever you are doing for yourself on this earth, these things doesn't have eternal value. The things that have eternal value are the things you do for God that is stored up there for you. And please understand that rewards in heaven are end. You must work for it. It is not like salvation. You get to heaven alright, but the moment you give your life to Christ, you are qualified for heaven. But the point is, you can never be rewarded because you are a Christian. No, 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 no. God is not going to reward you because you are a Christian. God is going to reward you because of the works and the things that you did for him. So if you did nothing for God, when you appear before him, you will have nothing. Please, I hope you understand what I'm saying. You may get to heaven, alright, but you will never get anything. When we stand before him and God wants to give rewards to people, okay, you take this, you take that, you will just be standing and not to be given to you because you did nothing for God. Like for example, somebody gives his of a life to Christ and the person dies today or tomorrow. The moment the person gives his life to Christ, you appear before God alright, but you will never get anything. That person cannot be compared with me or you who has worked for God, give your money, give your support to advance God's word. It's not the same. I remember somebody was telling me, he said, uh, let me enjoy small. When I'm, when I'm about to die, I'll give myself to Christ. Oh, do you know that there are a lot of people, they only call for God when they're about to die? Yes. Yes, you'll be saved alright. But the point is, you will never get anything. Hallelujah. I pray that you will never lose your reward in eternity. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, the verse 27. Listen to what it says. Matthew said, it's according to our works. Matthew chapter number 16, 
the verse 27. So for the son of man is going to come in his father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what he has what? Done. What are you doing for God for him to reward you? According to what he has done. People look at what you are doing for God is very, very important. If you are not doing anything for God, please you must check your life very well. According to what he has done. So you are going to be rewarded because you are working for God. The same Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 8 to 10. Now listen to what he says. He said, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So salvation is just a gift from God that God gives you. Not by works so that no one can do what? Boast. So you are going to be saved all right. But the point is that you are not going to be rewarded because you are saved. No, 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 no. Nothing will be given to you. Hmm. Let me ask, how many of you want to go somewhere? You go to a place and you know that you are prominent and people doesn't want to recognize you. How many of you want that? I remember we went for one of our friend's son's graduation in Kumasi. He did medicine and we were graduating them. When we were at the hall, the great hall, and uh, they were calling uh, second class upper, lower class, and you're just calling them like that. And when they come, they just take their certificates and they go. They take their certificates and they go. But when they mention the first class upper, you know what happens? All the lecturers will stand. Even the chancellor himself of the university will stand to congratulate the one who had first class upper. And I, I remember when we saw that the chancellor stood up and they mentioned the first class, you had everybody. What about those who got lower? Some even, they did not even mention their position at all. When we appear before God, listen to me, your portion will be the first class upper where God will stand to his feet and give you congratulations. Tell the friends, you shall be congratulated. <laughs> Hallelujah. They may, may, they may not have greeted you, but listen to me, when you appear before God, because of your words for God, you shall be congratulated. I said, you shall be congratulated. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So the liberal, according to what Paul also says, is worthy of his word. First Timothy chapter number 5, verse 18. The liberal is worthy of his word. For the scripture says, do not muzzle the ox while it is treading out the grain. And the worker deserves his what? Is it the one who's not doing anything? By the end of the month, can you pick your bag and say you are going to Vodafone to collect your, man, your salary? They will arrest you. The worker is worthy of his pay. Help me ask the person, what exactly are you doing for God? What are you doing? Is it coming to church and go? Coming to church and go? The worker. Everybody say the worker. God pays workers, not bosses. Not those who come to sit. Sit. SMO Christians. Sunday morning only. SMO. With all sincerity and apology, as a person, what exactly are you doing for God in his house? What exactly are you doing? And as a person, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hmm. Person, if you are not doing anything, don't expect to be paid by God. Oh. 
Amen. But from today, I see you changing your level by working for God. Keeping up treasures in heaven for heaven to reward you. You see, that is the reason why, let me tell you, see, sometimes, not that my eyes are on you. We want you to be rewarded. I'm telling you. So if we have to call you, do this, do that, do that. I remember when we began the church, I put a certain man on program. The moment I put the man on program, the man stopped the church. I have not seen him to date. Uh, and he was very close to me. And I realized that the man needed to work for God. And to date, for the past 12 years, I've never seen him again. Now I'm telling you. Some of you, if I begin to put you on program in the church, you run away. I will not see you again. What exactly are you doing for God? Tell the person, when you are on program, when the pastors are trying to help you, don't run away. <laughs> we want you to be what? To be rewarded. I think a time is coming. Some of you will come. So is there anything I can do? I want to do. I want to work. I want to be rewarded. I want God to honor me. I want God to bless me. I want to work for God. I want to work. For the scripture says, do you know more than us? I straight out of the green. And the worker deserves his wages. The worker. Not the lazy one, not the one who's just sitting down, not the one who comes on Sunday and get up and go. And sometimes you don't even know the one who cleaned the chair. You don't even know the one who swept here. You don't know anything about what is going on. How can you be blessed? How can you be blessed? How can, what exactly are you doing? May God help us today in the name of Jesus. If only you are working for God, let me promise you, you shall be rewarded. I said, you shall be rewarded. In the name of Jesus. There's a story about a, a pastor who stood beside a dying friend. A friend who was dying at the hospital. And the friend was crying. So the pastor thought that the man was afraid to die. So he started comforting him. Tapping, please don't cry. Please just relax. I beg you. The Lord is there with you. You will never die and all that. So the dying man just came to himself and said to the pastor, please not that I'm afraid to die. But I am ashamed to die. Because I have nothing to show to my God when I appear before him. Because when I was in this life, I lived only for myself, not for God. Many of you, when you appear before God, you'll be ashamed of. You'll be extremely ashamed. I'm telling you. You'll be so disgraced. You are going to heaven, all right? But John said some of us will be ashamed before his presence. Because all the life you live on this earth was all about yourself. What you eat, what you wear, how this is. The mind is all about you. But God is not in the equation. When you talk about, let's say, let's do something for God. Let's, let's say, let's buy this book for God. The only thing that is in your mind is yourself. You are thinking about yourself. You can buy everything for yourself, but you will never do anything for God. Doing something for God is so expensive for you. But when you are buying something for yourself, it's so expensive for you. Many of us will be be ashamed. eh? You'll be surprised. Like this dying man. Now, let me ask you, when you appear before God right there and he asks you, 
what did you do for me? What will you tell him? Let's say Jesus comes right now and you appear before him and he, and he asks you, Madam, what did you do for me? What will you tell him? Lord, I did, 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 did. Mention three things you did for him. Or you appear before and he tells you, give me five things that you did for me. Mention them. You are thinking. <laughs> I think that if you are doing something for God, you don't need to think about it. It will just come literally. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to share with you just four things that can make you to receive rewards in heaven. And I believe you shall be blessed. I said you shall be what? How many of you are ready to do the four things I'm about to share with you? If only you can go by these four things, your life will be blessed. Your life will be blessed. And you will start storing treasures in heaven. And when you appear before God, in the, I mean, before Bima, the Lord shall reward you and your life will never be the same. The first reward that we are going to receive before the Lord, if only we are able to go through, is the reward of suffering for Christ. Is that your reward for suffering for Christ. The Bible says, Christ has not only called us, but he also called us to suffer, not to reign with him, but also to do what? To suffer with him. To suffer. Please understand that Christianity is not only about what God will do for you. I am the head, but not the tail. My God shall supply all my needs according to praise and glory. Christ became poor that I might become rich. It is true. But at the same time, there are sufferings also attached to it. When you talk about suffering, people don't want to hear suffering. Suffering for Christ. It is not only what you want to be done for you, but there is suffering also attached to your work with God. And those who suffer for him, or those who are able to suffer for him, shall be rewarded. Listen to me. If you have not suffered anything for Christ, don't be ever ready to receive any reward from him. Let's look at Philippians chapter number 3. The verse 10. Philippians 3, the verse 10. He said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his what? In his sufferings, becoming like him, the fellowship in his suffering, the fellowship. It's not only what you are looking for God to do for you, you must be able to take a stand for God and suffer for him. Hallelujah. Our suffering comes in so many forms. Can be through your job. And mostly our suffering comes by taking a stand for God. When you when you decide to take a stand for God, you suffer for it. You know that this thing is not right. And you dis- everybody is doing it, and you decide that I will not do it. You have taken a stand for God. Sometimes it may hurt you, sometimes it may pain you. You may go through pain, but that pain that you are going through will be rewarded one day. Sometimes you feel like doing something. Is that not so? You feel like doing wrong things. But for the sake of Christ, I will not do this. If you use the name of Christ to stop anything that you are doing which is not right, you will be rewarded by the end of the day. So the stance you take for him to do what is right. This thing is very hurtful. This is very painful. But because of Christ, I will go through. Because of Christ, I will never lie. Because of Christ, I will, do you know that sometimes you can stand for the right thing and people will begin to hate you? People may dislike you, 
But if you are standing for what is right, for because of Christ, and people are accusing you, people are hating you, any form or any shape, listen to me, you shall be rewarded for that stand that you have taken for Christ. I said you shall be rewarded for that stand in the name of Jesus. From today, take the stand for Christ. Suffer for him. Suffer for him. Many of us have suffered nothing. It is, let, everything is, let's go. We just flow by the people. We just flow by the team. We just flow by what others are doing. Suffered nothing. We have no stand for anything. Anything goes. Anything goes. What we feel is what we do. What we feel is what we say. What we f- I mean, for the sake of Christ. I know this thing is very painful, but for the sake of Christ, I will go through it. The moment you begin to take stand for Christ in doing what is right, please don't forget your reward is waiting for you. You may lose a reward on this earth, but you may gain a reward there. For the sake of Christ, I will live right. For the sake of Christ, I will be holy. Please, you are going to be rewarded for the stand you are taking for him. For the sake of Christ, no man, no woman will see my nakedness before I marry. No matter the pain I go through, as you take that stand for him. You know what you are doing? God sits in heaven, looks at you and smiling. That is my daughter. That is my son. I'm going to reward you exceedingly. From today, take a stand for him. You receive the grace to take a stand for God. To do what is right. And you shall be rewarded in the name of Jesus. Please help me tell the person from today, receive the grace to suffer for him. Receive the grace. Please ask the person as to what sin or what bad thing have you stopped because of Christ? How many of you have got to a point where you say to yourself, because of Christ, I will not do this? But do you know what is happening today? We have taken our minds off from him. We, we close our mind. We don't care about what we are doing. But if you say to you, because of Christ, I won't do this. No matter the pain. <laughs> no matter the, 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 the sufferings that you go through. Listen to me. You shall be rewarded. What have you suffered for him? From today, receive the grace to say, because of Christ, I won't do this. In the name of Jesus. I say in the name of Jesus. From today, any temptation that comes on your way, say to yourself, because of Christ, because of Christ, I won't fall. Because of Christ, I won't do that. Because of Christ, I won't do that. Because of Christ, take that step for him. And once you do that, he's watching you. And he will reward you and bless you. May God help us. Amen. The second thing that can help us to receive treasures and rewards in heaven is given to the poor or the needy. Mark chapter number 10, the verse 19 through 21. He said, you know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal. False testimony, do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasures. Where? In heaven. One of the things that connect you to treasures in eternity and God's rewards in heaven is your heart for the needy and the poor. Because we are too self-centered, even when people are suffering, we don't see it. We don't see. 
But sometimes when you can be quiet enough, you will see what people are going through and how God wants to. Please listen to me. No matter your level, no matter your state, there is a place that God has placed you that you can help somebody below you. God has ordained by his word that no matter your level, you can help somebody. You can sustain somebody. Your hand can reach out to somebody who is in need. There are so many people around us in the church, outside the church, who are in need, who are desperate. Who just want a little support. But our eyes are closed. There are some of us, we can see people who are in need. And as I said, we don't really care. We don't really mind. We don't care about what people are feeling. We don't care about those who are needy. We don't just don't care. We, we, sometimes we are heartless towards those who are in need. But listen to me. The Bible says, when you see the poor and you close your eyes, when you call on God, he will also close his eyes and he never mind you. I pray that every grace that we need to support and to reach our hands to those who are in need, may those grace come upon us in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes within your, you can see people you can help. People you can assist. People you can, one word, you can do something for. And advise whatever. Glory to God. From today, receive the grace to help those who are in need. Starting from the church and outside the church. In the name of Jesus. The Asherman branch, I was told by the pastor there, some of them are kayayes. They just need some few dresses, little, little, little things. We are now here separate. I don't know many of you, those who have brought some few things to support their Asherman people and all that. But let the cry of the needy becomes your concern. When people are in need, may God touch your heart to do something for them. And as you do that, he'll not only bless you here, but you also keep up treasures because you are doing something that is upon the heart of God. Hallelujah. I see you and I assisting the needy in the name of Jesus. And I pray that God grace the church to do more for the needy. Hallelujah. I see you assisting people. I see you helping people. Every help that you need, may God bless you to be a blessing to people. And as you continue to assist those who are in need, God will continue to open greater and mighty doors for you. Hallelujah. The third thing that opens treasures in heaven for us is so winning or telling people about Christ. 1 Corinthians 9, 15 through 18. And Daniel 12, 3. 1 Corinthians 9, 15 through 18. Listen to what it says. But I have not used any of these rights. I'm not writing this in the hope that you will do such things for me. I'd rather die than have anyone deprive me of this boast. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Hmm. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. I have what? So who are those who are going to have reward? Those who do what? As I stand here to preach to you, God is rewarding me. I'm telling you. If not voluntarily, I'm simply discharging the trust (laughs) committed to me. What then is my reward? Justice that in preaching the gospel I may offer it free of charge and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Go with me to Daniel chapter number 12 the verse 3. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever 
and ever. One of the greatest blessings that God has given to every child of God is to be a soul winner. That God uses you to tell people about Christ. To share the gospel. Tell people about Jesus Christ. It brings a great reward for you. Every soul that you win for God comes with a great and a mighty reward. Anybody you meet and tell the person about Christ, sharing the gospel alone comes with a reward in heaven. That's what Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. From today, receive the grace not to be ashamed to tell people about Christ in the name of Jesus. Anywhere that you find yourself, at your workplace, at your shop, at the church or in the taxi, anywhere, use your opportunity and tell people about Christ. Many of us here can never even remember the last time you spoke to somebody about Christ. We don't remember. The last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus, that Jesus loves you. Let me ask, how many of us have people have come to know the Lord through you? How many? There's a few. We, no, you, I think we cannot trace anybody to us that through me this person came to know the Lord. Through me this person came to the church. We can't trace it. But please listen to me. If you are going to be serious with God in telling people about Christ and winning people for the Lord, when you appear before him, you shall be rewarded mightily. I said, you shall be rewarded mightily. Tell the person as you, I see you being rewarded. I see you being rewarded. Through souls, through souls, through telling people about Christ. Hmm. Hallelujah. Don't be ashamed. As you tell people about Christ, as you share the gospel with them, please, you are storing up treasures in heaven for yourself. Hallelujah. And when we appear before him, and I see you, you see me, and the Lord is like, ah, you through you, this person came to know me. Every soul that you win for him, Bible says that is joy in heaven, and heaven will also reward you. Receive the grace to be a soul winner. Receive the grace. I said, receive the grace to be what? A soul winner. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. As the person says, Where is your soul in this house? Where is your soul? Where is your soul? Hmm. Mercy. May God help us. Your soul is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Glory to God. May this grace come upon us in the name of Jesus. The fourth thing that we can do that can attract treasures in heaven is kingdom advancement givings. Kingdom advancement givings. In Matthew chapter number 10, verse 5 to 10. Matthew 10, 5 to 10. Matthew chapter 10, the verse 5 through 10. These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is what? It's near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Do not take along any gold or silver or copper in your belts. Take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or sandals or staff. For the worker is worthy of his wages or is worthy of his what? Of his keep. The same scripture, Mark chapter number 9, verse 41. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his what? His reward. Please listen to me. 
your financial commitments and whatever you do for God in his house to advance the things of God will never ever go unrewarded. Your offerings, your tithes, your sacrificial givings are being registered in heaven and God will reward you and award you exceedingly. Whatever you're doing for God. So when it's time to do something for God, please don't absent yourself, don't withdraw. Whatever investments you are doing to promote the work of God, to advance the work of God, the Lord will reward you. He said, if anyone gives even a cup of water to any of my servants, and you are doing that in relation to promote the gospel. That's what he's saying. You are doing it to promote the, the, the work of God. Like, I mean, the women who were following Jesus and were giving to Jesus. There's no way these women will ever be forgotten in heaven. No way. If you directly involve yourself in advancing the work of God, we are promoting the work of God, we are giving to advance the work, we are buying something for God, whatever what we are doing, when you get yourself involved, there is a reward that is waiting for you. I pray that God will give you a heart toward his work. That when we are doing something for him, it should not be difficult for you to be able to give your offerings. It should not be difficult for you to be able to honor God with your what? With your tithe. It should not be difficult for you to, to honor God in sacrificial givings that we must sacrifice to him. You go extra mile for God. I pray that as we do these things for God, your rewards are waiting for you. When you appear before him, you shall be rewarded. You shall be what? You shall be. You will never appear him with empty hands. But you appear before God of, I mean, I mean, before with your works that you did for with your works, your works. Hallelujah. Please help me tell the person as you from today. Your works are being registered. Do something for God. And he will reward you. People, I pray, I pray, I pray. I pray that when we appear before him, we shall be so excited. We shall be happy. Because of our labor and our works for him. If you do with a good heart for God. You are working for God. You are helping the poor. You are preaching the gospel. You are suffering for him. You, financially you are given to advance the world. Can you imagine all those who are given to support the work you are doing for God. Can never go unrewarded. It's not possible. God will reward such people. But those who redraw themselves. When you appear before him. May you never be ashamed. But when you appear before him, may heaven reward you exceedingly. Some of you, you will never be able to carry even your rewards in heaven. You will never be able to carry your rewards when you appear before him. That's your house there. I told you a story in closing about um, a man of God who had a revelation and the spirit of the Lord took him to heaven. The angel of the Lord was with him, walking with him and showing him his house. As such a great evangelist. This is your house that uh, is prepared for you. When you come here, this is where you are going to stay. Hmm. And took him by the hand and went to another place. A very big place, a very big compound, very big house. And mentioned, particularly, this is the house of this lady who is in your church. Said, this is the house for this. And uh, he asked the angel, how? Me, the pastor. And the, the work I'm doing for God. Look at this, my small house. Look at this woman. I know this woman. And listen to what the angel told him. He said that 
all the miracles in your church and all the breakthroughs are happening through this woman. He said, how? He said, it is this woman who stands on her feet every day praying for you. That as you stand to preach the word, people will be healed, people delivered. So the happenings in your ministry is not by your doing. It's through this woman who has been doing the intercession for you. Some of you even don't pray for the church. Because even you yourself, you can't pray for yourself. How much can you pray for the church? All the prayers are Coco Rampaibo. Do you know Coco Rampaibo? The Coco Celeste prayer. Yeah. Even when you get food, you don't pray. Bless the bless. Bless the food. Bless the cooker. Bless the farmer. Amen. Please ask them, what exactly are you doing for God? What exactly are you doing for God? You see, let me tell you, there are some of things some of you are doing will not, never be seen. But keep on doing it. It's not everything that you are doing for God that eyes will see. There are people who are really doing a lot in this set, but nobody sees them. Same things, advancing their work. But God will register you in heaven, and heaven will reward you exceedingly. You will never miss your reward in heaven. I say you never miss your reward in where? Standing for God. Stand for his work. And you'll be blessed. As you partake of the Lord's table this morning, I pray that every grace that you need for you to work for God, that grace is coming upon you from today. In the name of Jesus. And please listen. As you take the communion, tell the Lord, as I partake of this communion, Lord, empower me to work for you. Empower me. Glory to God. I want to pray this prayer to you. I want to tell the Lord that, Lord, as we... It's our desire to get a place for you at the assignment branch. We want to get a permanent place for you. Lord, as we work towards it throughout this month, enable me and engrace me to be part of it in the name of Jesus. I see that grace coming upon you. Every seed you sow to advance the work of God will never go unrewarded. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Can you please rest your feet wherever you are? Glory to God. Say to yourself, I will never appear before my God empty-handed. Say after me, I will never appear before my God empty-handed in the name of Jesus. Say after me, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive the grace, I receive the help to work for you in the name of Jesus. Let me focus on your work. Let me focus on your work in the name of Jesus. Enable me from today to be committed to your work so that I can be blessed. Take my mind, take my spirit, take my soul from earthly things. Enable me, Lord, not to chase after material things, but to keep up treasures in heaven. I receive this grace by working for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I receive the grace. To advance your work through this convention. Let great doors be open for me. Make the program a success to your glory and to your honor. In the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to bless you. We want to honor you for the blessing. We know one day we'll appear before your presence. No matter how long we live on this earth, one day we shall disappear. And appear before your presence. But Lord, you said it's not enough to appear before heaven, but heaven has rewards that it gives to those who work and labor for you. Father, we don't want to appear before you with empty hands, 
We don't want to appear before you in shame. But we want to come before your presence with the work of our hands, with labor in the things that we have done for you. From today, every grace that we need to work for you, that will give us treasures in heaven, be released upon your people. In the name of Jesus. Every grace that we need, Lord, to suffer for you, that because of Christ, we'll stop certain things which are not right and go through the pain just for Christ. Not for ourselves, but for the sake of Christ, I won't do this. I'll go through the pain, I'll go through the suffering. Let that grace be released upon us from today in the name of Jesus. From today, we receive the grace to take a stand for you. Christ on Jesus because of Christ. Because I want to please the Lord. Because I want to do what is right. Because of Jesus. And as we go through that pain, we will never lose our reward. Let that grace be released upon your people. In the name of Jesus. Father, we also ask every grace that we need to reach out our hand to the needy. No matter our level, no matter our state, we can still reach out to somebody. Let the grace to reach out to the needy. That will cause us to receive rewards in heaven be released upon us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every grace that we also need, Lord, to reach out to tell people about you. We so said the gospel. Let people know that there is a savior. Let that grace be released. Amen. And every grace that we also need, Lord, to reach out our hand to advance your work in our offerings, in our tithing, in our sacrificial givings. Let that grace be released upon your church. In the name of Jesus, when we appear before you, we shall appear before you with joy. And you shall say to us, good and well done, faithful servant. This is your reward. Receive it. We decree that all of us shall be joyful before your presence. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the enablement that released on them.